0: Thanks for listening. The following is an audio presentation from High Country Christian Church. For more information, please visit www.highcountrychristian.com. Good morning, everybody. How you doing? Pastor Josh back with you today, and I'm joined by my good friend, Sean O'Loughlin. We're going to have a wonderful time in the Word today. Before I hope we, so. I hope, Yeah, read me too. Before <laughs> we jump into the message, I want to share with you a quick scripture regarding our offering, tithes, and givings. Um, this comes from Genesis chapter 26, and it's verse 1. It says, A severe famine now struck the land, as had happened before in Abraham's time. So Isaac moved to Gerar, where Abimelech, king of the Philistines, lived. Notice from that, this has given us a little bit of context. Notice that there's a famine, a severe famine in the land. Jump down to verse 12. It says, when Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he had planted for the Lord had blessed him in
1: the middle of the great famine in
0: the middle of the great famine You're he our became the
1: Lord is greater than the great famine That's
0: exactly right he became a very rich man and his wealth continued to grow he acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats herds of cattle and servants that the Philistines became jealous of him Wow isn't that amazing, that's amazing. that in the midst of economic hardship and trouble Isaac, because of his confidence in his relationship with God, because of because of the fact that he knew who his God was, yes. he was confident to sow even when the situation didn't look good and God still blessed him. Amen. I think that's an encouragement to you and I, that no matter what situation we find ourselves in, the economy's up, economy's down, makes no difference because God's promise yes. has not changed. And he is willing to reward us as we are faithful in putting him first. So we want to encourage. You to give and sow today, uh, and I'm going to ask Sean to just say a blessing over yeah. our offering, and then we'll get into the Word together.
1: Let's pray together this morning, Heavenly Father. I thank you today for the gift and the giver. I thank you, Father, that you are a good God and you are a big God, mm. and we give to you in faith, Father, trusting you with our finances with our health, with our jobs, with our families, Father, Mm -hmm. we boldly declare that everything we put our hands to is blessed because of the finished work of Jesus on the cross. Father, bless this word this morning. Let your word uh, go down deep and rich and just be planted into the soul of our hearts today. We love you, Father. We thank you. We praise these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. What are we doing this morning? We're
0: jumping back into our series today that we started last week, which is called Possessing the Promise. Mm -hmm. We're in part two of that, and we're going to review, real quickly, what we talked about last week. Um, This has been uh, the outlining of what I've said is practical things. That are required from us in order to possess the promise that God has for us. We're looking at the children of Israel and their experiences going into the promised land. And we wanted to outline three very practical things that will help us from the word to possess God's promise and make it our own. Uh, Last week we talked about number one, which is the resource of a renewed mind. mind. Today we're going to talk about the courage to conquer and then next week, we'll jump into the diligence to defend. Yep. Let's That's just review. Stuff, it is. Let, let's just review real quickly what, uh, what we talked about last week, the resource of a renewed mind. We talked about why it's so important for our mindset to shift and to change as we move into the promises that God has made for us. We talked Mm -hmm. about the fact that you're never going to possess what God has for you. We're never going to possess His best if we don't allow our minds to be changed by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. Transformed, as it were. We said last week, God wants to
1: transform us Mm -hmm. from the inside out. And one of the first places he looks for is the way we think and how our mind operates. And when we begin this transformation process from the word of God, Mm -hmm. we begin to hear his voice more clearly and his path and direction for our lives becomes clearer and brighter. That's exactly right. You know, we read from Numbers 11 last week where the children of Israel are coming out of Egypt and the scripture said they begin to crave the things of Egypt by remembering them and God wants us to transform our minds. so Those things that are behind us aren't pulling us that way, That's right. but instead we're just pushing forward Amen. to God. You know, I, I wrote this down. They had a matrix moment. Their mind made Egypt real. Mm-hmm. Even though it was slavery, bondage, they wanted to return to what was familiar. Mm. But we want to move past that today That's right. and talk about the courage to conquer. That's
0: right. So once we get into the land, we've received a, a transformed mind, as Sean said. Now we're in this place where the promise to exists, or the promise exists, and we find that there are some obstacles that need to be conquered. Uh, I think if you've walked with the Lord for any length of time, yes. you probably know that uh, life's not always a bed of roses, that uh, we have faith for a reason. It's because we need it, because there are things that need to be overcome. Mm-hmm. So we want to read from two different passages this morning. Uh, the first one is Numbers chapter 13, and we're going to read uh, the, the, the dialect, or excuse me, the dialogue that happened, not dialect, the dialogue that happens between Moses and the people. Uh, These are the spies that went into the land and came back with a negative report. We're gonna look at Numbers 13 verses 27 and 28 and then we're gonna look at it again uh, we're gonna look again at verse 32 as well. But this is Numbers chapter 13 verses 27 and 28. This was the report that they came and told Moses. We entered into the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here's the kind of fruit that it produces. But the people there are powerful, and the towns are large and fortified. Yes. This is, I want to read it to you from the New King James. It says, nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Now, jump down to verse 32. And it says, And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone and has spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Yes. Can you imagine a land that devours its inhabitants? <laughs> this is, these are the three things... That they reported back to Moses that I found very interesting, Sean. There's three specific obstacles that they identified in the land. Remember, we're talking about the courage to conquer. So what did the Israelites have in front of them that they needed to conquer? Well, they identified three specific obstacles. Number one was the land. They said, this is a land that devours its inhabitants. Which sounds you, real, real great. Yeah, right? Sounds, Super great. sounds really exciting. Can you <laughs> Let's imagine? Go. Let's go there. Can you imagine that the same land that God said was promised to them, mm-hmm. that when they got to the edge, they saw it and they said, that's a land that eats people alive. Yeah,
1: that's where you want us to go, God. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend who likes to say, our faith doesn't lead us to safe places, mm-hmm. but good. we're safe in the middle of the will of God. Praise God. To places leads us true. to. Absolutely
0: true. Absolutely true. So the first thing was the land. The second one, you see it on your screen there, are walled cities. They says the, they said the cities are strong and they're fortified. They're, they're well defended. Well That's defended. right. And then the third one, giants. They're giants. <laughs> There's giants in the land. Moses, what are we going to do? There's giants in the land. There's people that are 9 feet, 10 feet tall. They want to kill us. What are we going to do? Yeah. Which so, one do
1: you want to tackle first, George? Well, I
0: want to go just right down through in order of uh, that we just listed no, it. I'm Number get, one get my land is the land. Yeah, get your land notes together. I found this to be very interesting because I think that each one of these three areas uh, is something that relates to areas in our life. Yeah. I think each of these obstacles connects to something that we face. The first one is the land. I said here that the land represents the environment around us which needs to be tamed. Mm. Have you ever found yourself in the middle of an environment that you felt was working against you? Have you ever gone on to the job and the, and the environment in your job seems so frustrating to you? It seems like everything you're trying to do, uh, you're just you know, waist deep in sand. You're not going anywhere. It's a constant uphill climb. Do you ever feel like, that, like the enemy places booby traps and bombs in, in the environment in which you live? What about your home? What if, what if you're saying, Pastor Josh, Sean, my marriage is so tough. That the environment in my home seems to be working against me all the time. Mm. I think we can all relate to an environment that is hostile and needs to be tamed. It's interesting
1: what you have written down because we didn't talk about what these different things mean to Mm -hmm. us. And I wrote down something very similar, the land that devours its inhabitants for me feeling lonely or lost or Mm. that we don't fit in as a Christian Mm. in this carnal world where we experience persecution, Mm. a hostile land that we can't seem to be a part of. And the scripture that kept coming to mind words of jesus was john chapter 16 in verse 33 where he says in this world you will have tribulation distress and suffering that's right but he doesn't end the scripture there he then goes on to say but be courageous that's right that's what we're talking about today the courage to conquer be confident be filled with joy for i jesus have overcome the world. Amen. And what's interesting is the beginning of that verse he says, I have told you that these things
0: so that in me you may have perfect peace. Peace. Amen, man. Amen. Isn't it interesting that the same Circumstance, the same land, the same environment that God is calling us to go into, which is full of challenge, is the same environment that's going to produce so much fruit in our lives. Yes. Isn't it amazing that the same, the, you know, the grapes that they had to hold between two right. people actually was the same ground and the same land that they were worried was going to eat them alive? Yes. I think that it's in, important for us to remember that the situations that we find ourselves in, the environments that we're in, are tameable. Because God has given us authority, that the situations of, of uh, chaos and confusion that you just read about, that Jesus has overcome the world, and He has given us His authority and given us His victory, so we can be at peace. Right. We can be of good cheer.
1: And I think we're going to talk about it a little bit more later when we talk about the place of rest.
0: Yes, so. absolutely, absolutely. So let's keep moving. The second one that they identified, second area that needed to be conquered, was walled cities. Oh, the walled and this cities. one, this one, I'll tell you, this one means something to me this week, Sean. As I was preparing, I kept getting a lot out of this. Uh, I believe that the walled cities represent deeply entrenched obstacles, Hmm. which look impossible to conquer. The New Testament calls them strongholds.
1: Yes. I had that same word strongholds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
0: These are strongholds that stand in the way of us apprehending God's promises for us. Now this could look like in your life or in my life, addictions, grief, depression, deeply entrenched fear, I mean, a spirit of fear that just hounds you all the time. These these strongholds, these walled cities yes. that they had to face were things that looked like they'd been there forever and were never going anywhere. That's
1: why I had the word uh, fortress. Yeah, That's exactly. what a stronghold is. That's exactly what it is. Intentionally built, big, yeah. easily defendable. Yes. And it's been there for a while. These things did not crop up overnight, mm-hmm. over a period of time. They've built up inside of us. That's it, man. And, and, the, you know, and I wrote down um, for this one, Talking about the mind, uh, strongholds in the mind, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. It mm-hmm. says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, strongholds. That's fortresses. It. That's it. I want you to notice the weapons of our warfare. We have weapons. That's right. When the enemy says there's nothing you can do, we have weapons. That's right. And they are mighty weapons in God. Uh, And that word warfare there, the weapons of our warfare are strong and mighty. The word warfare there is the Greek word stratos. Hmm. That's where we get the word strategy from, which tells me that every stronghold for every fortress we come up against, God has given us mighty weaponry and a strategy how to overcome every single walled fortress. We'll see that later when they come to Jericho.
0: That's right. And you know
1: what's amazing? You can go to Jericho today Mm -hmm. and you can see pieces of the walls, Mm -hmm. but the walls aren't there anymore because they gave a divine strategy that made no sense to them yeah. because it was a spiritual strategy that totally
0: worked to take down that stronghold. Amen. That's it, man. God has an answer. Kind of God has answer. an answer for every stronghold that's in our lives. It doesn't matter how long it's been there. It doesn't matter how deeply entrenched it feels yes. in your life. You need to know that greater is he that lives in you than he that's in the world. Amen. This addiction in your life, this depression, this stronghold that has built itself around you and, and, and it's trying to you know suck the life out of you, it does not have to persist. Right. It can go because God has as a plan. I love that you said he's got a strategy yes. for every walled city that was faced. Like,
1: just like the angel appeared to Joshua and said, mm. "This is how you're going to take the city. This yeah. is the strategy for Jericho." That's Jesus right. said, "I'm not going to leave you alone. Mm. I'm going to send another helper. The Holy Spirit is there yeah. to give us a strategy to overcome each and every stronghold, yeah. each and every fortress with our mighty weapons that
0: we already possess. That's exactly right. Israel had everything they needed when they went into the land, and you've got everything that you need. Let's keep moving. We're going to get pretty excited. I was going to say, we could get get caught on that point. The third thing, the third (laughs) obstacle, of course, is the giants. They called them the descendants of Anak. And these were, this was actually the family lineage. If you go forward in Israel's history, this is the same lineage that Goliath came from uh, many, many years later in the city of Gath. The giants represent obstacles that are fighting us to take us out. Okay, Three different kind of levels or types, if you will, of of obstacles. And this type is an obstacle that's fighting you back. The walled cities weren't fighting you back. They were just there there. and felt immovable. But these giants, they represent obstacles that are fighting against our progress, that are fighting to stop us. That's good. That is clearly (laughs) representative of the work of the devil and of demonic forces. These are... um, these are things that Jesus has given us total victory over. Amen. I'm reminded of 1 John where the Bible says, Jesus, the son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Matthew 28, Jesus says, All authority in all of heaven and earth has been given unto me. There is not a single devil in hell. There's not a single demon that has authority over you in your life. Mm. I want to encourage us today to take our authority and stand in our place. Amen. Because you're 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 designed to win, you're designed to conquer. Amen. Hey Amen. That's good, Josh. Yeah.
1: I had the the giant for me is the thing that is in front of you that you cannot see past. It's mm, good. It is good. the biggest thing in your vision. That's good. And I was reminded of uh, Mark 4, when Jesus gets in the, with the disciples in the boat, he says, we are going to the other side. Mm. And then he goes and takes a nap in the back of the boat. That's right. And the disciples, the biggest storm came up over and the storm was all they could see. It was very real. Mm. And they were just like, we don't know what we're going to do. And someone's like, let's wake up Jesus. Mm. That was the giant to them in that moment. It was very real, and it took over all of their vision, and they could not hear the words of Jesus who said, let's go to the other side. The word had already spoken to them, and then immediately something came to attack the word. And that's Mm. what those giants do. They immediately come to attack Mm. what God has put in our hearts, the word that he has given us.
0: That's excellent. Yeah, man. I keep wanting
1: to jump out of this chair and preach. I'm
0: telling you, this this week this 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 content is really exceptional stuff. It, it, listen, like my friend Perry likes to say, if this doesn't light your fire, your wood's wet. But uh, yeah. we, this is something that ought to ex- excite us and antici- uh, give us anticipation that the future is going to be better than whatever we're experiencing now. Yeah. You may find yourself amidst a land that wants to eat you, uh, walled cities that feel like they're not going anywhere, and giants that are exactly. trying to hunt you down. You may find yourself in the midst of that scenario, but greater is he that lives in you. God has not given up on you. His plan for you has not changed. And the best is truly yet to come. It really, really is. I've written
1: down in all three of these situations. The question is, what are we going to believe? Amen, man. The giant that is in front of us or the word of God that goes before us? Mm. The mountain, the giant, the storm, the city, it's all the same thing. Yes. The word of God is greater and our God is bigger.
0: Amen, man. We should move and on. This, this No, this perfectly brings us to the next place we want to go, which is Joshua 1, which I'll say is just hands down the greatest book in the Bible uh, for reasons that will go unnamed. But Joshua chapter 1. Of course, and, we all know
1: that the book of John is actually the
0: greatest book in the it Bible. Is, well, we can argue about that all day long. Joshua chapter 1. is that's the
1: book that's named after
0: me. But, well, Yeah. So um, I want to I bring out um, of Joshua chapter 1 a quick word on the subject of rest, because and you alluded it to, to it there with Jesus in the boat. John cha- or, excuse me, Joshua chapter 1, verse 12 and verse 13. This is interesting. Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. He told them, verse 13: Remember what Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. Watch this phrase. That the Lord your God is giving you a place to rest. Yes. Now everything we just talked about about you know conquering doesn't sound like rest, does it? No, it It, (laughs) doesn't. It doesn't sound like a relaxing day at the beach. It sounds like hard work. But the interesting thing to me is that God's idea of rest and our idea of rest are not always the same thing. That's right. Uh, It's obvious to me from this scripture that God's idea of rest is these two things. Number one, being in the place that God has destined for you to be. And number two, doing the things that God has destined for you to do. That's so good. We think of rest as a vacation. Yes. Which there are times that are restful in our lives. For sure. You know, if you work six days, you need to, you know, sleep in the next day and take (laughs) take a day off. But the, the point is, God's idea of rest is when we are in our place. When we are in the place that he's created for us to be in, and when we are accomplishing his will in the things that he has set for us to accomplish. Mm-hmm. God has a plan, a, pers- uh, a a purpose, a destiny for each one of us, and those things are tied to the place that he has for us to be in. That's so good. So it, it's important for us that, that we understand the promised land is a place of rest and rest is a place where we're functioning in sync and in step with the spirit of God. There may be some conquering that has to happen, but you can rest all the way through your walled city experience. You can rest all the way through taking down the giant because greater he again, greater, greater is he that lives in you. It's God doing the work. It's God fighting the battle on your behalf and you're just cooperating with him. Yeah, I'd written I'd written down about rest. Yeah.
1: It doesn't necessarily mean a cessation of labor. Exactly.
0: It's a great point. No, we just great mentioned
1: Jesus being in the boat. Jesus was at rest in yeah. the middle of the storm, doing exactly what he was supposed to do. Exactly. Going exactly where God wanted him to go. Mm-hmm. The people around him were freaking out. Right. But Jesus has his pillow That's in right. the back, at total peace, That's right. totally in charge of the situation. And then he got up and spoke to the situation. That's right. Um, I think rest is an awesome thing. Well, and, and I you know it says in Hebrews four, yeah, there still exists a rest for the people of God. Amen. This is not just for the Old Testament. This is mm. not just for the children of Israel. Mm. This still applies to the church today.
0: Amen. Man. Amen. That's good. And I, I think that something that came up in my heart as you were just talking there is the idea that we're never going to be able to to take authority over the, the obstacle in front of us if rest is not happening on the inside of us. Yeah. I think That's Jesus good. is able to speak to the storm because he's in the, he's in the storm, but the storm's not in him. You know, yeah. He's sleeping through that storm. And I think until we understand how powerful resting in God is, then we won't be able to conquer these things that are in front of I us. I think it's
1: in Isaiah, the scripture that says, you will keep him in peace yeah. whose mind is stayed on you. That's exactly right, man. That's exactly right.
0: So let's, go, let's jump back a few oh, yes. verses. Joshua chapter 1. Yeah, we're still in Joshua chapter 1. We're going to read verses 6 through verse 9. And this is where we get the courage part that we're talking We've talked about the obstacles. Let's talk about the courage now. Verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left then you will be successful in everything you do study this book of instruction continually meditate on it day and night so you'll be sure to obey everything that is written in it only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do this is my commandment be strong and courageous third time third time man do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go wherever you go three times in in three verses, he mentions be strong and be courageous. Yep. Be strong, very be courageous. very courageous, yeah. be strong. And Listen. this is my command. That's right, man. God's be not strong. playing around. No. He says be strong and very courageous. You know why he says that? Because we're going to need strength yes. and we're going to need courage. You know, God our, uh, knows that.
1: Our youth pastor growing up, Mr. John, yes. he used to say, courage is not the absence of fear. Mm -hmm. but it's moving forward despite the fear that you feel. That's excellent. That's
0: courage. Do you still have notes from youth group? I do. When I saw that you pulled that out, I was like, man, I haven't thought of Mr. John in a while. If you're watching, Mr. John, Pastor John Yutzi, we love you. Thank you for everything that you put inside of us. That
1: word word strong there, be strong and very courageous, Um, if I can find it.
0: I got the definition here if yeah, that's please what you're do. looking for. I lost it. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's the, on this paper somewhere. It's,
0: that's right. It's the Hebrew word, and it means to prevail or prevail upon. I thought this was interesting to press or to be urgent. Isn't that interesting that the word for strong has the word urgency in it in the Hebrew? I think part of being strong in the Lord involves a a sense of urgency. It's not a passive thing. Uh, That if we're going to go take the land, we're not going to sit on our back porch and wait for the land to come to us. We're going to have to get up and be urgent and go, hey, you know what? God's got some things in my future. I need to to move towards them.
1: I figured out why I don't could find it. I don't have it. No. the definition I have is for the word very. Oh, there, very you there you go, there you go. The strong. word very means exceedingly greatly, mm. diligent, with muchness, yeah. force, or might. Muchness. <laughs> muchness
0: strength. <laughs> That's awesome. Muchness. We you need, need to, to move have...
1: forward with muchness.
0: That's right muchness. I I love these two words and the way they play together. The word courageous here says to be strong, to be alert, to be courageous, to be brave, to be stout, to be bold, to be solid, to be determined, to make oneself alert. Listen, nobody is going to fall into the promises of God by accident. You're going to possess what God has for you because you wanted it, because he made it available to you, and because you got some faith and some unction on the inside that says, I will have everything that God has prepared for me to have in my life and we're not always gonna feel strong
1: we're not always gonna feel courageous and that's why he begins this in verse 5 the Lord speaking here for I will be with you that's right I will not fail you or abandon you Mm. in those moments when we don't feel strong and we're not feeling courageous you Mm. need to know the Lord is right there with you amen he's not gonna fail you and he's not gonna abandon you no matter what
0: that's exactly right man thank you that is so critical, and actually something in my notes that I want to move towards, what you just said, um, because we asked the question, how do we become strong and of good courage? Yes. Okay? It's easy for us to say that we need to do that, but how yes. does it happen? Well, Sean just alluded to it. One of, the, one of the reasons we can be strong is because the, the presence of God is near to us. Because the, the Word of God is close to our heart, and He said He would never leave us and never forsake us. Amen? Amen. So let, let, me, let me share this. this. The key to this, I believe, is found in verse 8. I
1: figured this is where you were going. Yeah. Because I was going to go there if you did. Well, this but. is perfect.
0: See, this is why we're doing this together. <laughs> verse 8 is the, is the key, okay? God shows Joshua exactly how to become strong, and that is stay in the Word. Yes, He says study the book of this instruction. Meditate in it. You know, we had in the King James as, as kids, right? Yep. You know, study th- this book of the law shall not depart from your heart. Keep it in the midst of thine eyes, you know, for then you shall observe to do yep. all that is commanded. And then you'll have great success. Sometimes the the King James just reads so well. You know, I know, <laughs> he, we, I know we have a lot of modern translations. And he but, gives
1: us the key for how the word gets in us and takes root. That's exactly right. He says yeah. three things. He says, speak it out of your mouth. He says meditate on it, and he says observe, observe to do. Yes. It's got to get in our head, which gets it down to our heart. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we know when we start to agree with something when it comes out of our mouth.
0: That's exactly right, man.
1: And finally, can I just say something about that word meditate there? Please, go for it. That Hebrew word meditate there is the word hagah, and it means to ponder. I know you know it means to mutter under mm-hmm. your breath, to walk around continually. Mm. It means to cogitate. Which I had to look up. So I'm like, what
0: is this word? You don't use that word no, every day?
1: No. <laughs> to, to cogitate is to intentionally look at something yeah. from all
0: angles. Oh, that's good, man. Man, that's good. Wow. And that's what happens when we begin to
1: meditate on the word. It begins to take root in us. Ah,
0: oh, that's excellent, man. And whenever
1: I hear this word, meditate, to kind of go over and over, I always think of a cow. Yep. A cow has four stomachs. And a cow eats grass. And it digests part of it and it goes to the first stomach Mm. and then it brings it back up and it chews on it some more Mm. and it goes down to the second stomach Mm. and then it brings it back up and it chews on it some more. I know that's gross, Mm. but here's the key. Every time it chews on it again and Mm. it goes to a different stomach, it derives new nutrients from the same meal time after time after time for exactly what each stomach needs for the total wholeness of the cow. Wow, and That is what happens when we read the Word of God and we meditate in it and we can read the same verse and it feeds us totally different mm. for that situa- for that situation.
0: Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Praise God. See, this is th- these principles are what we need to to live in the promise. The, this idea that God's word and his presence are the keys that we have to have in our life. It's no mistake that that God told Joshua, "Meditate. Be like yes. the cow." Yes. Meditate on this word. And he said, I'm gonna be with you yep. wherever you go. The necessity of God's word and God's presence in our lives can never be overstated. Yes. Guys, if we're gonna possess the promise that God has for us, we're gonna do it by faith. We're gonna have we're gonna develop this courage, we're gonna be strong and courageous, and we're only gonna get strong and courageous by spending time in the presence of God and by meditating in his word. That's how this life of faith works.
1: And as it builds in us that last part observed to do yes the, the scripture says in the new testament faith without works is dead. dead without corresponding action yeah. it yields no results that's right get it in you get it in your head get it in your heart let it mm-hmm. come out of your mouth and then do it that's exactly do what right. it says Amen. and watch the giants fall in front
0: of Amen, you man man praise mm-hmm. god listen every everybody is facing land walled cities and giants in our lives Every one of us is dealing with that. And we don't want to in any way marginalize the, the challenges that we're going through. Everybody's challenges are unique and different. But the reality is this. What worked for the children of Israel thousands and thousands of years ago, what has worked to sustain every believer in God from that time until now, What works to sustain your life is the same thing that sustained them. If it worked for Moses, it'll work for you. If it worked for Joshua, it'll work for you. If it worked for Paul and Peter and and Jimmy and Timmy and Billy and every Christian that's ever lived, it'll work for you. Faith in the promise of God, being strong, being courageous, being in the word, meditating in his word, and being in his presence will work for you. And when you enact this,
1: it says here in verse 8, for then you shall make your way prosperous and then you will have
0: good success that's exactly right that's exactly right i want to pray for us as we close father we just thank you today for the the truth of your word we thank you that the bible says the entrance of your word gives light and father we pray that that as we've received the word today that our hearts would be illuminated that we would experience and receive Everything that you have in store for us in this promised land that is ahead of us. Lord, we know that your promises are good. We know that your plans for us are to prosper us and not to harm us. We know that you have a future and a hopeful future for us. And so, Father, today, by faith, we rise up and take hold of these promises. We thank you, Father, that today the word has come into our hearts, making us strong and courageous. Thank you that your strength and your courage have been yielded to us in this word today. Father, I pray that we would go from this place full of life, full of joy and full of hopeful expectation because the future is bright because you will never leave us and you'll never forsake us. Thank you for your word today. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Guys, thank you so much again for spending some time with us today. This is Pastor Josh and Sean signing off and reminding you that Jesus Jesus loves loves you and we love you you, and your your life counts. We hope that this message inspired you and filled your heart with faith. If you would like to visit our church, check out www.highcountrychristian.com for service times and location information. Thanks again for listening to this audio presentation from High Country Christian Church, where Jesus loves you, we love you, and your life counts.